Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. All right. Uh, welcome back to another therapy edition of the Dog Check podcast. Um, I think that we're at a point where we're just kind of beside ourselves. Um, come out week one, we win a game very closely against former Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield. That was going to be our confidence booster for you know, the rest of the season, I feel like. Um, and then you come out week two and you have a horrid game against the Jets due to defensive issues. Week three, you go out Thursday night, short week. with You, you play a good game. You win that game. You get your confidence back against a division opponent. Then you go out against the Atlanta Falcons and you let uh, RB two, three, and four just dismantle your defense. And I understand we're missing three starting defensive linemen, but you would have to, I, I do not know what is going on inside of that locker room where it seems like week in and week out adjustments are not being made. Um, I said at week one, I think we had a, a really good defensive attack. We sent a lot of pressure. We, we're able to contain Christian McCaffrey, even though he didn't get the touches that we expected him to get. And we regress and we regress and we continue to regress. And we, you know, we held off the Steelers. Mitchell Trubisky did not have a good game, but they were still in the game for majority of it. And I, I don't know, we let the Falcons stay in that game on Sunday so what is possibly going on in that locker room where things are not being fixed and not changing I've, I've said it before and I'm gonna say it again that team is a mirror of their coach there's no fire and fight about them right everything is oh let's play some football maybe we do maybe we don't and show up and just and just try to play. They thought they were just going to show up and beat the Falcons, just like they did the Jets. But but besides that, for me, it starts with not taking the three points in the beginning. I mean, I get analytics and all that, and you think you should go get a touchdown, but you're on the road. Score. Take the crowd out of it. You get stopped, the crowd is in it. The team is fired up. Oh, we can beat these guys. But no, we want to, we want to go with analytics. Analytics doesn't speak for human nature. 
analytics doesn't analytics doesn't speak for whether I think I can block this man, whether I think I can make this guy miss. It doesn't speak for that. So I'm tired of this analytical stuff because it doesn't speak for what the human feels at the time of the game. Play football, play to win the game. And so you say you're playing to win the game because you want to get seven. I was tweeting, sometimes it's okay to take the points. People were tweeting back, but we, he doesn't trust Joe Woods. That makes no sense to me. That means you do trust him, right? That means you trust him in the fact that if you don't get it, you trust that he's not going to give up any points. So that makes no sense. I say take the points, take the momentum. Because it, it, it's a good call until it's not. And what did we lose by? Hmm. Three points. And, it's, and, and, and I just get, get so frustrated because I'm trying. I have told people, I've told, I told people, we, we cannot judge the offensive coordinator yet because he doesn't have Deshaun. I keep trying to be nice about that. But we're the number one running football team in the league. Everybody knows we can run the ball, so we pass it. So we line up in shotgun on, on, on the goal line, and we pass it. So we, we have the last series, second to the last series, where we could have iced the game just running the ball and went down there and took control and, and kicked a field goal or whatever to win it. But we pass it. Three straight downs. I don't understand. What's the purpose of having the, the best line with the best running backs in the league if you're not going to use them when it's time to use them? Are we getting too smart? Are we, oh, they think we're going to run the ball, so we're going to outsmart them, we're going to pass it. Forget that. This is football. You run what you run until they can stop it. That's what they did to us. What they run? 14 straight plays or something like that? Why don't we ever do that? Our backs are better than theirs. Our line is better than theirs. We don't do that. We let teams do that to us. That's what I'm getting sick and tired of. We don't take advantage of, of, of the ability and the personnel that we have. We act like we're overusing them. That's what they get paid to do. That's what they want to do, right? Nick Chubb wants to lead the league in, in rushing yards. He might not say it, but you know he wants to. He just never gets enough touches to do so. And whose fault is that? It's not his fault. It's not the quarterback's fault. It's not the, the line's fault. It's the offensive coordinator's fault. And I'm sticking to that. And I don't care what no one says because I'm getting sick of it. It's the same old excuses. We got to get better. I did that. I didn't do I got to be better. He's, the players got to be better. Collectively, we got to be better. We all know that. Tell us a secret. Tell us something we don't know. Because we're getting sick of it. As, as Browns fans, former players and fans, we're getting sick of it because we know the, the type of roster that they have. We know they can go out there and win football games. But they don't win games they're supposed to win. I don't understand. Yeah, I... Um... Jacoby Brissett threw the ball 35 times on Sunday. The, the Browns in total are 
23rd in the league for passing attempts. So they're not passing the ball that much um, in the first couple games of the season. Why start now? We had a good drive, the first drive. We started to, you know, expose their secondary a little bit. We got some people open. We got efficient plays. And then we just, oh, that worked once. We'll just keep doing it. Even if it doesn't work, let's, let's keep doing it. Um, and I, Jacoby didn't play awful, but when you're running stale plays, stale passing plays all the time, you run the same screens, you run the same play actions, you run the same rollouts, you run all of it, it gets figured out. And that is one thing that I have said for the past, probably the last season, is that Kevin Stefanski is stubborn and he does not like to switch things up. It's it's just as plain as that. And I I don't know, maybe analytically, which I know is he's huge in our front office. Analytically, he saw something with the Falcons and said, you know what, let's just, let's, let's do it through the air. And we had a good completion to Donovan Peoples-Jones. One good deep completion. And I didn't see any other, any other deep completions the rest of that game. And they tried to do one or two more deep shots and that was it. And the rest are PA rollouts and screens that by the way, end up getting figured out and it gets shut down. So question coaching is definitely coming into question I don't think Stefanski is on the hot seat because he is still one of the smarter coaches um in this league and once Deshaun gets back who knows what we're going to see from this offense um but it, it needs to be in a place where we need to hold him accountable and other coaches need to hold him accountable so I I, I don't know hey man can I say this? Because you said one of the smartest coaches in the league. Are we saying he's smart because he went to a certain school? No. Because I don't think uh, not using your best players is very smart. I don't think that's very smart. I see people, we say can't coach using their best players in the moment of truth. When it's all said and done, when it's time to get down on certain teams, we know who's getting the ball. We go, you go look at the Rams. You watch the Rams play. Game on the line, whether they winning or losing, who's getting the ball? Cooper Cup. Mm -hmm. Cooper Cup. Every single time. You go to the Vikings. If Dalvin Cook is playing, he's getting the ball. Buffalo, Stephon Diggs, getting the ball. Players, they the coaches get it to their best player when the game's on the line. We don't do that. Mm. We don't do that, and we can run the ball. They're not stopping the run. That's what drives me nuts. They're not stopping the run. And we don't run the ball. Mm. Enough, I should say. Right? And and like you said. Jacoby isn't passing the ball all that much other than this last game. However, it's not how much you do it. It's when you do it. And we're doing it when we shouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. Drives me nuts. 
It drives me nuts as a former player and more so as a fan now. Because football can be so simple if you let it. With that offensive line and these running backs, I could just close my eyes and put my finger on the, on a, on the play sheet where the runs are. Pick one. The chances are it's going to work. Mm-hmm. But we don't do that. We go three straight passes. We go shotgun. We take people off the field. I can't. It's, it's sickening to me. It's maddening to me. It's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I mean, I've, I've been in a situation where I felt like I was the best player on the team and wasn't getting the ball. I can't imagine how these dudes feel in the heat of the moment and we're passing the ball. I cannot imagine how Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, in, in the first half, the run game was, <clears throat> it, it wasn't as predominant as it usually is, but in the second half, it definitely picked up. And the reason it picked up is because we continued to run it for a short period of time. They, the defensive line got tired out and then we continued to run it and it worked. Nick Chubb uh, got at least a, it was a little short of a 15 yard gain. And then Kareem Hunt came in, he got at least like an 11 yard gain. And then Nick Chubb breaks off and rushes for a touchdown the next play. What, why is that not being, being explored more? We are second in the league in rushing attempts and we are second in the league in rushing touchdowns and we do not do the things that we should. Um, I, I think if you go back and look at the tape with some of Jacoby's play, uh, it's, I, I don't know. It's the, just the exact same thing. It's things get figured out. The rows are being made late because, oh, the play before he was open run it again oh he's not open this time what am I supposed to do and uh, in the fourth quarter I believe there was a screen that was supposed to go to go to Kareem Hunt and there's two people sitting on top waiting for him the plague is broken and I don't remember if he I think he just threw it away he didn't do it at the ground right yep threw it yep. at his feet mm-hmm. so what I, I don't know and Donovan Peoples-Jones got some more targets that game but it wasn't enough uh, David Bell had a big, big reception in the fourth quarter. Wasn't enough. And we talked about it. More more wide receiver usage needs to be done. And I know Stefanski doesn't share the ball. He didn't really do it in Minnesota. Uh, I think the, the target share was a lot lower and Diggs was getting majority of the target share. But And he wasn't happy with the targets he was getting. And that's why he wanted out of there. Yep. And he's happy, as happy as he can be now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's just frustrating that you have this roster, you have the opportunity. We should be 4-0. We could have very well been 3-1, and but we end up 2-2. Two and two. And didn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to be. I think 
I, 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 I just don't understand it. I mean, the one good thing about all of this is after all this BS, still on top of the division. <laughs> but you still got to go play. There's a lot of game football to play. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but that's the one good thing about this that right now everybody's been so up and down that we're still we're still on top. See, I'm still just we might be at the top of the division, but like you said, we should be four and oh. And if you look at this defense, again, Clowney, Miles, Taven Bryant were out. Clowney is our superstar outside run stopper. Taven Bryan is a big body that can fill in in the middle. Miles is on and off with the run game. Um, but you plug in Tommy Togiai, who is, you know, DT3. He's seen a decent amount of action. Jordan Elliott, who has been a starter, a starter for majority of the year. Play, both of them played horrible. Isaac Rochelle played horrible. Uh, they, the run stopping was absolutely atrocious. And it's not like these guys that were in the Falcons backfield are bowling balls. They're not just going to run through you and, and make you pay for it. They're like smaller guys. And these weren't getting touched for 10, 15 yards. Yeah. And uh, Tommy Togiai is, I love him to death. Uh, he was, you know, he did good at Ohio state, but he just got shoved off the line. And then you try to put in Perion Winfrey for a couple of plays. He's getting through the line, but then he's not looking at the ball. His back is turned towards the opposing sideline when the running back is already five yards up the field. And you look at the linebackers, Jacob Phillips, my God, I don't think I've seen him plug a hole right for a while. He is, he's not patient. He's not anything. He just runs in there gets gets shoved off of the play he's non-existent anymore finished with a 27 pff grade that is horrible and jok he did what he could he was kind of the life of that defense um outside of some players in the secondary but how can we move forward so that's that's where i have the problem with people talking about fire joe wood because he can tell them to do whatever. If they can't do it or won't do it, that's something different. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we weren't stopping the run. When the game was on the line, it seemed that we stopped the run. So it's, it's, it's about our players making plays, and they weren't doing it. And so we like to blame it on the coach. Coaching does help, obviously. But if the players don't do what they're supposed to do or don't have the ability to do what they're supposed to do, then we have a problem. 100%. I'm at the point right now. I don't care what they say. Go get him. Go get him down with soup. Sitting at home. So what? He's 35. You ain't going to have to play the whole season. Mm-hmm. And he's mean. Yep. And, and he's mean, and he will bring a toughness to that defense that they don't have. Mm-hmm. That no one displays. 100%. He will bring that. And I can see him in the middle of that defense on a team that has an opportunity to, to, to win a lot of football games. Mm-hmm. 
unless they blow this opportunity. See, I I like the idea of adding Sue. Um, he's just he's kind of a mauler in his younger years, and he he did take a step back uh, when he recently signed with the the Buccaneers. Just wasn't really fantastic, but um, he's definitely a solid player that i mean heck we need anybody at that defensive tackle position right now um you we can talk about the potential of these young guys as much as we want but they're not going to take us anywhere right now and they they showed it that was their their kind of their tryout and to see if they can stick around in this league and against the falcons offensive line which is not fantastic by the way we allowed uh the Falcons offensive lineman Chris Lindstrom to post a 97 PFF grade. 97 PFF grade. I genuinely cannot believe that we're just making other teams look like superstars at the moment. And um, we have Alex Wright, we have Isaiah Thomas that we drafted at the edge position to be our run stoppers. I don't know what, did you hear their name? Did you hear them mentioned at all? I'm sure you didn't because it, they just weren't there. Pass rush, whatever it may be, they were non-existent. And having Miles and Clowney in, in your defensive end room, that should make you a better – and I get it, they're rookies, give them time. But I, I, I just I, – I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's Everybody's just, a rookie at some point in their career. Everybody's a rookie or has been a rookie. Mm-hmm. Show up and play. Do your job. That's all Bill Belichick preach. Do your job. If everyone does the job, you win. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we're not doing a good job, job with that. And you talked about Mr. having a 97 PFL. Because they're running the ball. And they're they were mauling us with that line. Mm-hmm but we don't do the same. Yeah. But we don't do the same. I don't get it. I, 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 I'm, I'm so, because I'm so offensive-minded, I mean, I know it's three phases, but I'm so offensive-minded, I keep going back to the offense because I feel like the offense lost that game. They gave up 20, the defense gave up 23 points. Joku fumbled. They gave up 23 points. Yep. And I I will say though, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend them uh going for it in the first first drive. No. I, I look, I, I understand, but it's easy to look at the game and say they lo- they lost by three. Why didn't we just kick it right there? Uh, you, if we would have scored the touchdown, we would have won by four. Uh, like, and again. Puts us in a position on the road. At on the home. road. Mm-hmm. At home, I understand it. On the road. Look what it does to the team. Look what it does for, for each team. Regardless, look at the Falcons defensive line. There's Grady Jarrett on that defensive line. And that's it. So if you're going down into the red zone with and they ran an outside run, which I have no clue why. I've seen an outside run ran with the Browns a couple of times in the red zone. I don't love it. 
because we have a two bowling balls in our backfield to just run it through. And we had Froholt the week before, uh, week before and partially in the Jets game to be a fullback. We had Michael Dunn to be a fullback. We had Kareem Hunt to be a, a, a fullback. And then we run an outside run and there's no blockers over there. Nothing is happening. It, it, the play calling does need to be better, but I understand going for it because there's that defensive line is not great. I understand going for it too. Sometimes you don't always have to go for it. You don't always have to go for it. And we, and like you said, you can say, if we score, we that's a four point turnaround as opposed to the field goals. Okay. But you know what? If you kick the field goal, you're actually winning. Were we ever winning that game? Not Were we game. ever winning that game? Nope. <laughs> oh, three points. We're winning. Yeah. I get it. We're winning on the road. Mm. But no, we don't take it. They stop us. Now they have momentum. Now the fans are yelling. Now the defense is all pumped up. Now their offense feels good. Oh, we can beat these dudes. Now your defense is saying, here we go. Now we got to hold them. Mm. Wish they did not. Yep. <laughs> right? Yep. Kick the field goal. Take some momentum. It's okay. Go for it. The other three times you're going to do it. <laughs> sometimes it's okay to take the points. That's just my opinion from being out there sometimes. And having, and, and having the emotional swing because you didn't score yeah. or, that, or you did stop a team. It happens. Analytics doesn't speak for that. I, yep. I, 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 I definitely get that. And when you're looking at in the middle of the field, when we're going for it on fourth down QB sneak, that's it. Simple. Ends it right there. We move on. Um, so I think in the red zone, we're just trying to get too cute. I, I, I truly don't get what Stefanski's thought process is there. Uh, if you look at our red zone scoring numbers, we're 15th in the league with uh, 56%. Okay. That's, that's above average, but we're still, middle of the league and with this roster it should not happen um yeah I just, and that, that's above average it doesn't matter if it's above average if everyone else is garbage <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter <laughs> they got a whole bunch of garbage teams not scoring and we're above average okay mm. with this roster with this line with these running backs, you got a you got a superstar receiver. You got a you got a guy on the way on the verge of being a superstar tight end, and we can't score. Yep, take the points. Mm -hmm. I, Things happen. I, the points. I get that. You can go for it sometimes. I mean, you can. I mean, but let's think about it. I mean, and they've, and they've gotten it more than they haven't. They're probably above league, league average in the, in the last couple of years. But it, it's, it's, it's just like the Chargers. 
they go for a lot too. Cost them a bunch of games too, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who cares how you win? Just win the damn game. Yeah. And I just, I'm with our schedule coming up. I don't really know. Um, this team is not going to get very far with, with how we've been playing. And I, I'd like to give it up to the secondary because, I mean, they kind of kicked it into gear a little bit. And you can't really do much when your defensive line doesn't help you out in run defending. Um, but Grant Delpit had some pass breakups. Uh, John Johnson came in for a couple of big tackles. Denzel Ward had an interception. I And the one big thing was in the fourth quarter, you had – Ola, Olza, whatever that Falcons receiver's name is, wide open in the middle of the field. Uh, Grant Delpit or Greg Newsom's playing a little off and just comes around in the middle of the field. Nobody picks him up. Greg Newsom points at him and says, hey, go get him. By then, everybody is facing upfield trying to guard the guy who's going up on uh, on just a regular go and he's he's wide open I think that set him up for a for a field goal I'm not I I forgot how that drive ended but it's I don't know secondary kicked it into gear I'm proud of them um and going into next week that's going to be a big factor for us Mike Williams is just a a huge huge target if Keenan Allen plays he's a huge target and they kind of showed that game that they're capable of taking away their, their weapon X's. You know, I, I wanted us to be at least three and one after four. Um, I knew we were going to go into this before the season started. I knew this was going to be a, a tough little gauntlet of games. However, there's those teams that are on the schedule moving forward. They're not who we thought they were either. I mean, so we we obviously get better. We gotta get a lot better. And we have to be we have to be better defensively, offensively, but we got we gotta call plays better. We gotta get something out of special teams, which we're not getting. We haven't got any big plays. We gotta get something. I mean, but this I don't think when we looked at the schedule before it started, I don't think it's as as tough as we thought it was gonna be. We still got to do our job. They still got to go out there and play and show up, which they didn't do this past week. But it's still not as tough as I thought it was going to be. And so there's still a, a great opportunity to, to, to do well to, in these next few weeks. It's just the mindset of the players. Are they going to do it? Are they going to have some fire? Are they going to be like, hey, let's, you guys want to play some football? No? Yeah? Yeah. So that's how I, when I look at this team, that's how I see them. And I can't, I said it last week. I'm saying it this, that's how I see them. Hey man, let's play some football. Okay, let's do it. That's how, that's, that's why I see this team. I don't see any fire. I don't see any, and you don't have to be a rah-rah kind of guy, but people know when you really fired up. And I don't see that out of these guys. Mm. Yeah, and mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. It's like I said, Anthony Walker and JOK were just kind of those guys that would fire everybody up. Walker's gone, and Miles and Clowney are the mentors on that defensive line. They were gone, and nobody steps up. 
Jacob Phillips was charted with had that green dot. I do not feel like he stepped up in a leadership role. He clearly didn't because he didn't play well and the people around him didn't play well. Um, so nobody is really bringing that locker room together. And I do not think that Joe Woods is aiding that at all. I, I don't, again, nobody knows how they're interacting in that locker room, but I do not think that Joe Woods is the type of guy to, to fire people up. And it's an internal fire that they have to build. That takes time before it starts really raging. Here's the thing. I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But does a play a coach really have to be the guy to fire you up? Should a coach have to be the guy to fire you up? I don't think it needs to be fired I mean, up. Because he can yell all he wants. But if they don't go out there and play or feel the same way, then it does, he's yelling for nothing. There's a, different, there's a different kind of fire that a coach has and ferocity that a coach has. I mean, if you look like, say, a, a Dan Campbell, that's different. He's, a, he's, he's coaching. He's fired up. Mm. He played, though. So it's, it's different. It's, it's different how he's, why he's fired up like that. He's a player. He's a former player. How many guys do you see who never played who are like he is? I get it. It's different. Mm-hmm. And he, Joe Woods in, in training camp had a little competition with all the guys and just kind of see who was going to, who, who stands out the best, who literally brings the fire, who is, you know, the most talkative, whatever. I believe JOK got that award. And that was just kind of a little, that was a little morale booster for, for the defense. And then, oh, that was cool. You got like a plastic plaque. Congratulations. Now, what are we going to do in the middle of the season or in the season to get you guys amped up? And you don't even have to be fiery. You just have to go to your leaders and say, go, I don't know, take these guys out to dinner or something. Go, go do something. You have to team build in order to get these guys to connect and nobody is connecting. I don't know what the rookies are doing. I know rookies are charged with, you know, paying for team meals and doing that stuff. And it seemed like, the rookies were the ones who were left out and nobody is picking them up. Nobody is talking to them on this, apparently not talking to them on the sideline and getting them amped to play in a football game where they are the starters say, Hey, this is your future. This is what you are going to be doing next year or the year after. And they should be doing it for another team at the moment if they are not going to do it here. So I don't know what it is. But fire needs to come into that defensive locker room. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it needs to come with the whole team. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I still feel that. I, I can't say it enough. I, I, I think, but, but I mean, and, and like I said, the coach can say it all he wants. But if the players don't feel it, it doesn't even matter. We're just going out there, going through the motions, trying to figure it out, thinking we're going to win football games. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. The dudes on the other side get paid also. Yep. And and and, and so you know this it's a it's a job, but more importantly, it's a team that this team can be good. 
They just can't seem to put it together for some reason. Have we have we seen a game where all three phases put it together? No. No, we have not. Mm-hmm. So, so it can be better. We know that. Because one day we might we might get that game. Mm-hmm. Don't know when, but we might get that game. And we get that game, we have an opportunity. We might get another one after that. But you got to get that first game because we haven't seen it yet. And when I say all three phases, I mean the defense holding it down. Of course, they're going to give up points. But no breakdown, no mental, no mental mistakes. Offense doing what they do. Play Cleveland Browns football. Run the ball, throw some play action, make some plays. Specialty. I don't mean just kicking one field goal 58 yards and that being stepping up. I mean all phases of the game. No big plays, uh, returns against you. Getting a couple big returns, you know, changing the uh, field position with the punts, all that kind of stuff. That's three phases of football. We haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I'm looking for. And I and and if we can do that, then it's a very good team. But we're not getting that. All right, we're getting we're getting Jacoby twenty two for twenty seven, but we can't get an onside kick. Or we're, we're getting we're getting. Jacoby 20, Amari uh, over 100 yards receiving, but we can't, we're blowing coverages. We're, we're, we're getting Denzel getting an interception at a big point in the game the other day, but then we don't run the ball. We're not putting it all together. And that's what we have to do. We, when we get to that point, and I don't know how they're going to do it. When we get to that point, it's a good team. They can win a lot of games, but we got to get there. And who's going to get them there? Who needs to get them there? I mean, everybody needs to get them there. Coach has got to get them needs to get them there. Yep. Yep. Stefanski needs to get them there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got to say, if he feels the same way people do about Joe Wood, then he needs to say something to Joe Wood. Mm-hmm. We don't know that he's not, but he needs to. He needs to say something to Prefer because they ain't getting it done. Yep. Someone needs to say something to him also. Because mm-hmm. he ain't running the football. That would get it done. Yeah. And just to kind of close it out here, um, talk about lopsided three three phases of the ball. Against the Jets, I think JOK, Miles Garrett, um, uh, Clowney, and, and somebody else that I think it was Nick Chubb graded the highest on the team and not a lot of defensive players in the secondary or anything like that. Then you look at week four, it's Denzel Ward, Jack Conklin, Jedrick Wills, Nick Chubb, Joel Batonia. And the drop-off is 80, 86 grade, 77, 76, 72, 72. I don't know what's happening here. Um, hopefully next week against the Chargers, we can just kind of bring it in and, 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 and fix whatever is going on right here. What I did here? Nick Chubb was in both leagues. Yep. Give him the ball. Yep. Win the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Feed Nick Chubb, run the ball. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next week.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.